0: It's so much fun. Hey everybody, welcome into Show Notes. I'm your host, Max, here with the inimitable 99. Hey, 99. Hi. Hopefully, 99's audio is a little higher than it was because I'm learning every single day and that just makes me feel special. Learning how to edit and stuff. So anyway, Manny always fixes it in the podcast, but I have trouble with the YouTubes. So anyway... Hopefully we'll fix that. Uh, sent a text to 99 over the weekend that uh, the National dropped a new album. It's very good as it always is. They're just a wonderful band. But the highlight of it was the single that they did with Taylor Swift. Of course. Would you say that's what my girl does, or something? I
1: said she always delivers.
0: She always delivers. She made it happen.
1: This is the month I'm seeing her.
0: Ooh, excited? Of course. All right. Well, I'm going to kick this off with a another membership plea. Just remember that the YouTubes, podcast, the coffee, everything that we do is supported primarily by memberships to the channel. So thank you to everybody that continues to sign up to become a member of UNFTR. It really does help. Every single little bit helps, and it helps build this independent little channel so that I can myself become an independent platform man, but hopefully do it the right way. And that's going to be kind of a theme for this week. It's going to be a theme for this weekend's quickie talking about some other issues with independent platforms and public figures and stuff like that, some nastiness that we have to cover and uh, something that's sort of been, we've touched on it before, it's been an ongoing discussion, if not at sometimes point of contention between me, 99 and Manny, where to draw the line on certain public figures and how to think about them. It's an interesting debate, interesting discussion and uh, this moment in time seems to be surfacing a lot of issues, shall we say, with a lot of uh, a lot of people that have some things to say about stuff in this country.
1: Are you going to do a Steven Crowder expose? Uh,
0: you know, I I don't know if enough of our audience gives a flying fuck about Steven Crowder or even knows who he is, but I think woof. they would
1: just based on him being a right wing dickhead.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: like, I didn't abuse my wife. She's ill. It's like okay.
0: Yeah. Here we go. Cool. Yep. Cool guy. More victim shaming. Glad, happy. So I'm going to be testing Manny this week because we're going to bring in a sketch. And those are always the most challenging for Mr. Manny Faces. But I just feel like it's time to bring that back. We're going to to lighten up and loosen up a little bit this weekend after my incredibly indulgent and self-serious essay from last week that we'll talk about. But uh, I think this is still actually quasi-related to that because everything is interrelated in this day and age. But yeah, I'm going to make things a little difficult for Manny, but have some fun as well because uh, nobody, nobody, nobody does the audio treatment of a, a proper sketch like he does. So I'll do my work to try and get it uh, right in uh, in production and then he'll just do his magic. So there you go.
1: My left ear is ringing. Do you think someone's talking about me? What key? I don't know. A A flat. A, ooh. I have no idea. Is They're that definitely even, talking is about Is that you? a key?
0: They're definitely talking about Can you about do A
1: flat or is it only like A sharp?
0: Oh, sure. You yeah, can be A flat. I don't yeah. know
1: what it sounds like.
0: Absolutely. Same as the G sharp.
1: Fuck if I know, man. I had tape on my cello when I was nine <laughs> to tell me where to put my fingers. That's, that's where I was.
0: My eldest has perfect pitch. So one day when I was at the office and she was at home, it was actually during COVID and I'd come in and there was a... It was a video project that we were working on and we had to fuse basically two pieces of music we had to find background music that fit nor other music that was already part of this video and so i wanted to match the key because i didn't want the transition i wanted it to blend i didn't want the transition to be awkward and so i called her up and i was like hey i need you she's like what i'm doing homework i was like i just need you what key is this in and so i played it for her she's like duh d she's like can i go now and i was like Okay, first of all, that's amazing if it really is D. And she's like, "Oh, hold on. And she walked downstairs and we have a piano. And she went to the piano. She's like, play it again. And she starts banging a D on the piano. She's like, see, it's a D. Can I go now? I'm saying, yes. I think that is such a magical gift. Yeah. So it's just unbelievable.
1: She's like Charlie Puth. Who's that? Uh, some singer. Puth? Yeah, and he has that. he has perfect pitch.
0: Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I wish I had that. My wife has it too. That's that's She comes by it honestly. But um, Well, there you go. All right, we have a number of headlines to get into this week before we really start rocking and rolling here. The first one that I wanted to surface is uh, not a headline, but a podcast, but something that is worth checking out. American Prestige. Did uh, first of all, if you're not already with uh, Danny Bessner and Derek Davison from uh, American Prestige and listening to them, we had them on the pod about a year ago, well, about a year ago now. Right.
1: Yeah. Last summer,
0: I believe. Uh, they launched it not too much before that. I think it's been around for about a year and a half. It's an just an outstanding, outstanding podcast, really, really good stuff. It's all about uh, foreign policy uh, and they're they're just a wealth of information and knowledge. So check it out if you're not already subscribed to that on a podcast. They had a quick one. It was a half hour interview. It was a great overview of the conflict in Sudan where they interviewed Joshua Craze. He's a writer and a researcher who specializes in Sudan. And Derek actually guides the bulk of the conversation. Danny interjects a little bit there. Uh, but Craze in just a half hour does a really impressive job of contextualizing the power struggle at play in Sudan. And uh, like I said, it's only about a half an hour, so it's really digestible. And they pack just a ton of information into it. Uh, one part that piqued my interest in particular was how the IMF once again played a significant role in destabilizing the finances of the country with sort of this same you know, neoliberal formula that has caused so much harm to developing nations. So that carries over, we had done I think it was the global order of money piece that we did that talked about the world bank and the imf and the different roles that the uh, central banks and central banking authorities play in the global finance system so for those that are kind of familiar with that piece or just in general who's ever curious about what the imf does and why it was organized once again you have the imf coming in with really punitive measures attached to financing to the country but they also includes fiscal measures as well so lending money at pretty much out of reach rates, while also forcing the country to basically budget, uh, go th- through an austerity budget. And that's that's been the wrap on uh, the IMF for a very long time. And they keep producing the same results, which is destabilizing the economic and financial sectors of these countries, which obviously doesn't help anybody or any country come out of poverty. And when you have a fragile political system and then you introduce even more fragility into the economic system. Then you wind up with situations like you have with uprisings on the ground that led to this, uh, this conflict in Sudan. It's only one piece of the puzzle. There are uh, ethnic concerns at play. There are religious concerns at play. Um, and then there's obviously foreign intervention that, uh, that is a factor as well. But you'll get a great overview of it if you check that out. Another one that's actually a good primer for this weekend is the Fox carrier negotiations. So media matters has been doing some unbelievable work in reporting on the leaks regarding the negotiation between Fox news and several of the cable providers. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head of which ones are being are in the mix right now, but uh, they're significant ones. Uh, I think Comcast is one of them. I'm looking. Thank you. I want to say charter as well. Something like that. At any rate, it's really fascinating because, and we're going to incorporate that into this week's episode. So I wanted to give you a primer on it right now. Essentially, if you have cable, it's pretty much a guarantee that you as a, as an individual, as a cable consumer are sending a couple of bucks a month directly to Fox. And that is the deal that they have pretty much across the board with all the cable carriers. So they've had such a strong negotiating hand for years, which is why their market penetration is just so utterly dominant. But there's trouble be- brewing for Fox, and it might have a little bit to do with Tucker Carlson's dismissal and all of that. So again, we're gonna get into it in a little further detail this weekend, but the link that we're gonna share is from Media Matters directly. It's called Fox News wants a massive increase in its cable fees, which will be paid for by all cable subscribers.
1: I only see Comcast listed Just there. Comcast now? Yeah, at least at that on this piece.
0: Okay. I didn't put this in here, but with respect to the Media Matters thing, Uh, Brian Tyler Cohen had the I think the founder or the editor in chief of Media Matters on who's been working on this story for a very long time. One of the interesting things they have, I think it's called Unfox Your Box or something like that. Hmm. If you go to Media Matters and, and look up, you know, getting rid of Fox, you'll be able to find it pretty quickly. But he was talking to Brian Tyler Cohen about the progress that they've made in getting people to really put some pressure on the cable companies to say, I don't want this as part of my basic package. Hmm. So there are a couple of different ways, depending upon your subscriber, depending upon your provider of pressuring the cable companies that helps them either a get leverage against Fox in their negotiations or B there's one instance so far where they were able to put pressure, enough pressure on a small cable provider where they took it out of the bundle, out of the basic bundle. That, that, I mean, that is huge to be able to to chip away at that Goliath. And I can't imagine Fox A was too happy about that. But I also can't imagine that that's not just sitting very much in the front of their minds with all of this. And it was probably, again, part of the reason that they, they let go of Tucker.
1: Hmm. People should do that and, like, go behind their parents' backs and take away Fox News because, you know, they're not going to be able to figure it out.
0: That's right. Where,
1: where's my Fox where News? Hell, where the hell is that? Sorry. Your, MSNBC. Two Southern people. For co-opting
0: that. I'm never sorry about that.
1: Well, we have some. But I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Being sorry?
0: I'm working on not uh, pooping on the South so much.
1: Mm.
0: I've been better, right? I don't know. Maybe not. Do
1: you think I listen when you speak?
0: Hmm? What? I have another sad note. On the heels of losing the great Harry Belafonte last week that we talked about, Canada lost a giant of its own. I
1: didn't know he was Canadian.
0: With the passing of Gordon Lightfoot. It's funny how much a part of my youth... His songs were. If you could read my mind, girl, what a tale the thought could tell. Anyway.
1: I don't think those were the words. No? I don't think so. I think it's if you could read my mind, love. Isn't it, girl? Maybe there's a different verse.
0: What a tale my thoughts could tell? Something like that? Um, I
1: don't know. Just
0: like Like a paperback Uh, novel. I think
1: I'm doing a different verse. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it was actually one of the handful of... For just it. like
1: an old time movie. That's the one I was singing.
0: An old time movie.
1: Yeah, the first. No, it's all love, not girl. Are you sure? I'm looking at it. If you could read my mind, love.
0: What's that called? Mandela effect.
1: I mean, or just me mi- misremembering? Mis- if it's a if it's a sweep of people who think it's that, then ah. you know, Mandela. But sorry, continue.
0: No, it was. I was going to say it was. Uh, if you can believe it, one of the handful of eight tracks that we had when I was a kid. And we did have that and we had an eight track player. We had, we had all the things. And now we have a My another favorite real topic. real feel good story here about our good friend, Jeffrey Epstein.
1: Are you getting emotional because you miss him so much?
0: <clears throat> Man, yeah.
1: Can you believe it's been three years?
0: I can't. And I think about him every day. <laughs> Has it really been three years since he's The article oh.
1: said 2019 when he quote unquote died by suicide.
0: Right, right. Uh, well, the Wall Street Journal Broke a pretty big story about Epstein by getting their hands on his appointment calendar for a specific year. I want to say it was 2014 or something like that. I think
1: they got between, I got they got like a, I think a period of time between like between that and Between two years, yeah. I think something like
0: that. Well, we're not going to link to the journal because they're behind a paywall and also fuck them. But uh, I am going to drop a link to New York Magazine instead in case you haven't read about the story yet. So I read it
1: unpaywalled. I just had journal? to register for an account.
0: Oh yeah, no, I won't. I won't even give them the satisfaction of that.
1: Well, I had to read it.
0: Yeah, I waited till other people. It was covered really it, entertaining. Yeah, do
1: you want me to want me to give you the gist, or um, you you want to go?
0: No, I was just gonna just gonna highlight something before you give the gist of the whole story. But it involves a, a college president, a former Israeli prime minister, CIA director, Fortune 500 board member, uh, an actual living Rothschild,
1: married in, hmm? married in. To the Rothsch- Rothschilds. Oh, children. married in not the Roths children.
0: The Roth children. Yeah, that's funny. Um, there was a Goldman Sachs executive. Uh, so these are all people that were on the appointment calendar. <laughs> are you missing anyone? And that's nope. That's about it.
1: Hmm. Yep. I think we should. I think just, that wraps it up. I think we should just get it over with.
0: So yep. who was it? <laughs> all right. Listen, I'm still processing. And it is part of this weekend's episode. So I'm not going to say much about it here. But Noam Chomsky had dinner with fucking Jeffrey Epstein. A few times. And then offered what might be the absolute worst response that one could come up with. And I can't even forgive him for being 150 for doing it
1: no he's but it was the
0: worst response when questioned about it literally
1: is this part of gonna be in the episode or can we talk about this now
0: you can talk about it now you want to read it out
1: sure so uh two months later epstein planned to fly with mr chomsky and his wife to have dinner with them and movie director woody allen and his wife sunyi previn the document show if there was a flight which i doubt it would have been from boston to new york 30 minutes mr chomsky mr chomsky said I'm unaware of the principle that requires that I inform you about an evening spent with a great artist.
0: Of all the bullshit in, in, surrounding this and, and what have you. And again, we'll talk about it more this weekend, but I think it's the evening spent with a great artist thing that actually put me over the top. That tweaked me the most, Yes, you know, it- and as has been stated before on multiple channels at this point, like even, even without that piece, by this time, Jeffrey Epstein was a convicted sex. He was offender. was out of prison. That was that was like that was just known. He he done. said
1: it in the next. He basically said that he was convicted of a crime and he served his time. So, according to U.S. laws and norms, that yields a clean slate. End quote.
0: Yeah, just so unnecessary. Just this not wor- not worth meeting with people like that ever about anything. I like, know, especially if, it, if you're a public if intellectual. It was
1: pre-conviction. Like, I can imagine Noam Chomsky not being invited on the Air Fuck One <laughs> section of Jeffrey Epstein's life. I can get that. Mm-hmm. You're not going to bring Noam Chomsky to Epstein Island. Correct. I don't think he's going to be that good of a time. Nope. So, fine. If he knew him before that, you know, he had connections, that's not Im- that's not implausible to me. But once a sex offender, always a sex offender. And it, it's not like he just, like, pissed in a park, you know? Right. He was assaulting underage girl teenage teenage 13 14 year old girls and trafficking them and believe me they knew that when they convicted him then they just couldn't mm-hmm. you know they couldn't get him like they did later it's just it's so unforgivable fucking, yeah bill gates was in the you know he they quoted he regrets ever spending time i'm like bill gates he, don't dig yourself deeper we all have seen the flight logs we they know where called he's called by
0: been. his first and last name bill gates <laughs> I mean, come on, Bill Gates,
1: Mr. Gates. What well, am I gonna That doesn't. Who's and Bill could be Clinton. He was there too at times. That's
0: true. That's true. I think we even had a sketch with that.
1: Uh, Bill yes. and Bill. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous, and he's dead to me, Noam Chomsky, and he'll be dead soon. So, no worries.
0: Okay. Not dead to me. We'll be dead soon, and we'll talk about it this weekend, and it will inspire great debate, I'm sure.
1: Like Woody Allen, he met.
0: Nightmare. And I love that he volunteered that. Yeah. He's like, I'll see your Jeffrey Epstein and I'll raise you fucking Woody Allen.
1: I know. And even earlier in the article, it it was quoted where he was like, when the journal reached out and he was like, I don't see why that's any of your business, number one and number two. And I was like, are you 12, Noam Chomsky? Yeah. The renowned linguist? Yeah. This is what's happening here? Hmm. Fucking ridiculous.
0: I'm unaware of the principle, but let me volunteer this very specific piece of information yeah i'm sure probably the calculus there was like before you also figure out who we were at dinner yeah. with and pair that calendar up let me just get that and let me get ahead of that I and mean, then to call him a great artist like okay the unbelievable lack of personal judgment that uh professor chomsky displayed in this in this particular instance is just fucking mind-boggling on the scale of how fucked we are as a nation, is it as fucked as the C- sitting CIA director is sitting he with him? He wasn't
1: yet, though. I guess that I feel like if he was at the time, the CIA director would have been worse. Is oh. what I mean. He was yeah. just kind of a person, like you know, mm. maybe the prime minister of Israel. That that one might be the worst one.
0: Barack was also uh, is is also a shitty shitty person. Has got many skeletons in, in his closet. Literal. Possibly. All right. Well, let's get into emails.
1: We're going to get the most emails this week about Woody Allen, you know that, right? People love it when we tangent.
0: You think? Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, maybe now, not now that I said it. No. Cuz they'll be like, "Don't <laughs> tell me what to do," which I get. You know, it's called reverse psychology. I could
0: see it. But, I can uh, see it. Everyone's got to get. It's always it. a hot topic, never not. Yeah. You know.
1: You know what? Also can't wait for him to die. There I said it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Totally fine.
1: Just go away. Mm-hmm. Just leave.
0: Yeah, it's never a bad thing when really bad people die.
1: Yeah. Well.
0: All right. Well- here's
1: not a bad person. Pea Slippery. Pea
0: Slippery is not a bad person. No, not, absolutely What did not. they have to say?
1: So, this week's podcast is dense. I had to listen to it twice to make sure I picked up on everything. That was a ton of info to sort through, but all great things that everyone should know and understand. I don't know how you could have broken that out into different segments, though. And seriously, fuck that self-hating prick, Peter Thiel. I don't think that we'll ever know just how many levers he's got his filthy paws on. It's Agreed.
0: True. Agreed. I'm going to actually... Um, I've only done it on the pod, so for... The YouTube audience, we're going to add Peter Thiel shortly to the villains segment. So
1: what's the deal
0: with Peter Thiel? <laughs> um, and uh, thank you, Peace Slippery, for uh, it was a, a dense one. Like I said, it was it was uh, very indulgent. I was very much in my own head. It was also a way for me to break a pretty significant stretch of writer's block so sometimes uh, it's helpful for me to kind of go back to my roots as an essayist and just kind of get it out.
1: Do you have your thesaurus out for that one?
0: I did not, but um, I did have to. I did have to reach back a little bit. And one of my, one of the editors I worked with early on, used to sort of like just grab me by the lapels and be like, "Just say what you want to say. Just say it." And inevitably, I would say what the story was, and then write something totally like, it would be like the Rube Goldberg essay version of what it was that I was trying to say. And he was really great at like pulling me back in to do that. I didn't have that person here to do that because I was very much in my own head. So I didn't even know how well it played once it came out, uh, even though I did kind of review it and review it and review it. but. Um, it did sort of like break the dam, so I was happy about that. And uh, we're gonna get um, we're gonna get back to you know kind of some some goofiness this week. Anyway, Sisu said, "Shout out to Best of the Left, hoo ha! Always love Jay, love Amanda, Best of the Left, who recommends your podcast to me, and now I'm binging all episodes in no particular order. That's fun. I love that. I'd like to commend ninety nine. Nice. That's me." For addressing max's fucking a porn star comment in episode 87 as inappropriate sex workers including porn stars provide essential services in many realms they are an important part in our society undervalued hardworking, overlooked and often unappreciated except by their clients viewers customers 99 you are my hero
1: i do what i can
0: very well done my second comment here is to completely identify with max about his books You're speaking my language. I'm a curator of my own two collections. One is a reference library. I write, I highlight, write in the margins and color the tabs. Uh, You should see how many tabs 99 has in her books. So many tabs. Sometimes it looks like there's more tabs than pages. I don't know how that could be, but that's what it looks like. And the other is my mostly fiction library where there may be some markings in these also. I love books. So do I. And I love that comment. Thank you. Uh, i didn't highlight anything in untangled roots here uh for us to read in particular it's a very long email the gist of it though is interesting because it's uh, a couple of companies that um that i knew from a kind of a former life so it was interesting to see them here i did not get into this untangled roots just fyi but i do want to read out just a couple of quick sections it's lacking a little context so bear with me brown foreman which was just brown as foreman was bought out brown foreman is a, a giant liquor company is the 13th most wealthy family in the world when last reported the corporation is not your typical publicly irate corporation it has two classes of stock voting and not voting of which the brown family has always controlled more than 50% I believe now it's around 60% either way the family can never lose and then it goes on to talk about brown foreman and another company, but basically this is all about water control and how much these companies take out of the water supply. Super, super interesting to me. So um, I was just teasing it there for, for a moment, but uh, I do want to read through this more more closely and, and see what this is about. This has like some of my favorite themes kind of building through this this long email, talking about um, family control companies and then what the families do with that kind of money, talking about sustainability or you know the lack of sustainable approaches and practices in uh, in and among large businesses like that so all good stuff i love it fun and what did dan h have to say
1: yeah so this was response uh his response from last week uh, and you asked who he was cheating on us with and the other podcast is called we're not wrong it's a trio of hosts including jen briney of congressional dish uh who he found because of our media episode Neither other two are Andrew Heaton of The Political Orphanage and Justin Robert Young of Politics, Politics, Politics. They all have different perspectives and approaches to this work, but are able to have some fun and funny conversations. It's definitely more in the punditry space than the research-driven space you all embody, but I appreciate the different perspectives that challenge my views and assumptions. Neat. Are we research-driven? Is this research-driven right now?
0: Right now? <laughs> Not so much. Usually, God, I hope so.
1: What are you doing?
0: I'm subscribing. Oh, because if I don't do it now, we'll forget. We all forget.
1: Look at Max's stupid Android.
0: <laughs> Leave me alone.
1: Is it a new phone? Has it always had five cameras on it?
0: It is new, and dig this. What? Um, when I upgraded, because I dropped my other one and it broke.
1: They go on the toilet. Uh,
0: no, in the parking lot. Nice. Thank you very much. Well, I didn't mine went freak out toilet. when there was a caterpillar in my.
1: I would have loved for it to be a caterpillar.
0: Good Lord. Why can't I find this?
1: Why don't you try this? Check your toilet every time you take a piss. Okay?
0: I do. Think i just pee blindly into the toilet without poking around, checking it out?
1: Well, that sounds like you're a pervert. Bad
0: women. Last ride. Why can't I find this? What? What is going on?
1: Are you looking for we're not wrong?
0: Yeah. I love Jen Briney. She's awesome. Hey Dan, right into that show and tell him to bring me on. Oh, here it is. All right. I am subscribed. Dan H, look what you did. They have another subscriber. Hey, all of you, take Dan H's word for it and let's just do it because Jen Briney's awesome and Dan H is too. So what were you about.
1: saying by your phone when you upgraded? Oh,
0: dude. So I I went in and the guy the guy's like looking at my phone like it was from another era. I had the 10, I have the twenty-three now. I missed 13 generations of this phone. That's how long I had that phone, because I take care of my stuff. Do I, I not? That's I tell my children, it's so annoying, because they'll be like, oh my God, it's just stop being so annoying. Like I have this same Do you want to hear something else really, really cool? Want to hear something cool? So I had some stuff in my backyard. You know, I was fucking so around in my them. backyard, right? Bodies, not important. But there are a couple of old, old like posts that were dug very, very deep into the ground and I had to get them, so I had to dig them out. But where I am, there's like hard packed clay. So when it was in there, it's basically like these things are sunk into concrete and they were, when I tell you, they were probably three feet under. So I'm digging, I'm digging, I'm trying to move this thing around. Now remember, I have this, I don't even know what it's called. It's basically a long, uh, probably, yeah, it's- it's A a vaulting stick? It's six feet. Just iron rod with a little bit of a slight, you know, lip on on the end, and then it's like a baseball bat handle. But it's it's one massive piece of iron. I was like, oh, I have that in the garage. Use it for like breaking things up, or chipping things out, or digging deep. So I dug in and I popped these things out of the ground, and I called my old man and I was like, hey, you know that thing I stole from your garage a couple of years ago, that long ass iron thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, who 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 did that belong to? He's like, that was my grandfather's. I was like, so I am the fourth generation of Max to use this fucking tool. How neat is that? <laughs> my dad really takes care of his stuff. Like he's he has, like things he were has also stuff from like when he was just made like better. Five. Things were made. Well, it's just a solid, solid well, piece yeah, of iron. Incredible.
1: When my parents got a new fridge, the guy was like. Yeah, you'll need a new one in five years. It's planned. Obsolescence. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's not even fair to us. Yeah. You know, our phones get slow, so we need new ones. Mm-hmm. It's not our fault. Mm-hmm. Speaking as a child, who's wasn't parents, Apple
0: actually brought up on? Probably. Right. Weren't they? Didn't they get a massive fine for their planned obsolescence at one point? I can't keep I track up? of
1: <laughs> all the company's wrongdoings and transgressions. Crazy.
0: Fourth generation to use this tool. How cool and is that? And your
1: daughter's going to be like, throw it out. No. What what is is she going to do with it? My
0: eldest will hang on to it. She won't use it because she couldn't lift it. (laughs) But she'll use it. She's good like that. I
1: think she's strong enough.
0: She's dating a boy who's strong enough. This boy is just enormous. I don't even know what to to do with it. Every, she's had three boyfriends. Not one of them has been under six foot four. Well, she's kind of tall. She's kind of not for that. She
1: gives tall energy. She gives tall energy. She does no So she looks like to me no,
0: she's five five and a half hmm. well, but she, she has, looks she does she has she tall has, energy yeah. she looks taller uh but she brings these giant these absolute giants home i'm like seriously
1: i mean it's a power move like
0: hello mr max Ugh.
1: they all have deep voices like that
0: they seem to 12. i can't hear them well because it's always going over my head all right so that's it for some email comments that we selected now let's go over to the youtubes what's up youtubers First one is from Jeremy, responding to the oligarchy drop, saying, wow, this serious Max jacket really ups the vocab game. And Michelle C. noticed the same thing about wearing a jacket. I have a jacket, but it's on the back of my chair today. Shibboleth, followed by sociopathy. What's going on? So that's the uh, thesaurus words that 99 was mentioning. Nope, got those in my hip pocket. Don't don't, uh, pull them out all that much because, again, it's so pretentious. And this was definitely overly pretentious.
1: You've said shibboleth on the show at least seven times. Shibboleth? Yeah. Yeah. If I did a fine search on the blog, I'd find it. There you go. So
0: Yeah, it's one of my faves. You don't pull it out often, sure. Um, All kidding aside, the core theme about getting money out of politics is the critical punch to shift the focus of our government and self-enrichment back to governance. Yeah, so the oligarchy episode could have been about seven seconds and it would have sounded a lot like Jeremy's comment (laughs) here nothing else in my estimation that we all need that we all desperately desperately need as as a society is possible without that one win that's the one thing that kicks off changes that are life-sustaining and planet-sustaining so now win hacks win hacks gave me a lawn hack speaking of the lawn as long as my lawn is green i could care less if it is actually grass i am on the same page with you win hacks especially if you looked out over the, I don't even know what's growing in my backyard right now, but right now, because it's spring, it's all green. I refuse to use chemicals, here. Here, Get your hands on some corn gluten and sprinkle it on your lawn at the start of spring. So now I have to get my hands on some corn gluten this weekend before I really miss out while we're still in the early days of spring. What will become of it? I, I, I can't even wait to see. So I will go and research that. And thank it's you for that.
1: Your, it's like sugar.
0: <laughs> <Everything just laughs>
1: Fuck you, Max. Turns
0: around. Dude, there was a, a guy uh, around the corner from oh, me. like yeah, dude. Who went and he d- did that thing where you just torch the oh, lawn.
1: I thought you were, you looked like you were doing a rifle.
0: No, my man came out with a fucking.
1: Cool. Was it one of blow-torch. the lawn things?
0: It might have been. <laughs> that was weird, right? That was so strange. That was
1: when I thought he was cool. I was like, yeah, sell blowtorches. That's really funny. Or flamethrowers. Flamethrowers,
0: that's right. And his lawn is amazing now. So there you go. Anyway, what did R. Walker have to say? So
1: this is PDX Squatch. Oh, senior. Yeah. Laugh like crazy when you read Younger's email. (laughs) Max99 and Manny are welcome to hang out with us whenever y'all are in Portland. Which Portland? Oh. Wait, PDX. That's probably... I'm
0: guessing Oregon. Why? Um, Because I said it's a guess. Oh. Not not an educated guess, I just said I'm guessing.
1: Okay. Well, I was in Portland, Maine a couple months ago. Does that help?
0: There you go, we got you covered, one way or the other. A little easier to get to Portland, Maine though. I flew. Did you? (laughs) Yeah. Where'd you fly into, right into Portland? (laughs) Out of New York? Yeah. Directly? (laughs) Yeah. Where'd you go out of? LaGuardia. How great is LaGuardia? Isn't it amazing? except the traffic to get in, unfuckers. If you haven't been to New York lately, so years when Joe Biden first became vice president, he had to fly in to some event in New York and he came into LaGuardia. And he opened, the opening remarks at that event were, uh, I the first thing I need to do is help requisition some federal funds to fix LaGuardia because that is the worst airport I've ever been in. And I've been in a lot of airports. That's how run down LaGuardia, LaGuardia is a nightmare. And um, LaGuardia is so nice. My daughter and I flew out of there. My youngest and I flew out of there. And she was like, can we get an apartment here? This is amazing. It's beautiful now, well done. Well yeah, done.
1: it is really nice. Except yeah. when you leave, like they make the, they make when you come in. You
0: can't get onto any parkways from there. Well, I
1: don't mean that. I mean, the building, like sometimes when you exit the building or like when you're you going walk out
0: forever, you mean?
1: Yeah. That yeah. area they haven't gotten to yet. Cause yeah. they're like, you're leaving. It's fine. <laughs>
0: yeah, so and that's so right. it's kind of
1: a dump there. And if you like look out the window, it's also kind of a dump cause they're not done.
0: But there are some panoramic scenes of the city from inside that are all glass now. Did you get to one of the terminals? I'm is- really
1: explore <laughs> oh my
0: god the it, the view of the city we, we just happened to catch it the last time we went out mm. at sunset and it was like you know what this is fucking awesome
1: plus like the the flight to portland maine it's not really a priority flight
0: <laughs> i imagine you know that.
1: there's like 40 of us <laughs> but on the way back the band member
0: i would have put a was on i would have put a weed sniffing dog on the, on your lot as soon as you mm-hmm. came through security and like sick of Thank you. You're
1: welcome. I don't travel with weed. It's also legal here. They Where? can't do it here in New York. They can't find me for having weed <clears throat> as long as it's under like two grams or something. Or Probably, yeah, like you'd have under Which the... is the biggest? I don't even know. What's the thing? Pounds? What's the thing? Pounds and Man, then... Like, what's the thing? Is a gram or an ounce bigger? An ounce, right? I don't know. I think an ounce. What, am I a scientist? You don't know if a gram or an ounce is bigger? Don't know. That's like a dumb thing that I don't know. You should know that. Shouldn't? I disagree. Don't, Hold on.
0: Don't know math. Don't know science.
1: Is it gram or an ounce?
0: Know a lot about history.
1: An ounce is twenty-eight point three five grams. So an ounce is bigger. <laughs> I was doing the math in my head of like, what do I get? Like a dub is a dub two grams, probably. A dub? Yeah, like you get a dub. a dub? You get a, a dive dub bag or you get a dub. Oh, it's a dub. It's two dimes.
0: <laughs> That's not t- so twenty cents worth.
1: Twenty dollars worth.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: And then you can get the eighth.
0: Weed math. Weed science. Yeah,
1: I only know. Streets
0: ninety nine. I
1: don't know the like. I only know street weed. I don't know this what it comes Dude, in now.
0: Dude, Stifler's mama, where you at?
1: Well, we found get out. Give
0: an edumacation over here.
1: I know. I mean, I yeah. Oh, t- 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 I don't need to be woman splained. <laughs> I just, I don't know why you don't know.
0: I just don't know stuff like that.
1: You don't know if it. What, I, I make
0: no space in my you're brain for baking? it. Baking. I read the directions over and over and over again. Rising
1: over like that. L-Z, L-Z. Over and
0: over. Over. You're over. Over again. Just don't be mad because you don't know something. I'm. And you're just. And you're disappointed just deflecting you. on me. Don't be disappointed in your lack of knowledge on me. No. Don't throw that in my way. I'm readily. Over and over.
1: I'm readily. Comfortable and able to admit things I don't know, like I don't know where things are. So was
0: I, but you were just, know where you're just knowledge shaming me about it. Yeah, I was. I had the same level better. of discomfort over not knowing. Yeah, I'm but like, you're I old. just don't know that stuff, and you're like, you're old. That's that's How crazy. How many yards
1: is an inch? What? How many yards is an inch? What does that even mean? How many feet is an ounce?
0: What's happening right now?
1: How many pints?
0: I only know the metric system. You know that.
1: How many pints is a gallon? That one's real.
0: And you know, we had a cha- you, Did you know, we started the path to the metric system and Canada was like, okay. And then we bailed and they were like, Hey, where are you going? Eh?
1: I mean, they we already converted everything. Eh? Yeah. But they, they follow the queen. So it makes sense for the king.
0: Well, yeah, but they, they that they created pounds and shit. Like the, the Brits were doing it wrong from the beginning. And the Canadians adopted that, so we adopted that. And then we were like, we should go metric. And Canadians were like, oh, yay.
1: Oh. And
0: then we just stopped. And now we're the only ones left because American exceptionalism.
1: I mean, at this point, if I don't even know how many ounces is in a gram or vice versa.
0: I have no shot of learning new stuff like that. I don't know what a... Uh, if it's not politics or history and on a timeline that I could very, very, you know, specifically look up and, and research, I just can't figure stuff out anymore. It's, it's really sad.
1: I tried to install a water filter with my roommate. It was... Have you ever looked at something and you have to laugh because it's so confusing? Yeah. Oh, this diagram was so simple, but I could not... I was like, we only have one output, but it has two inputs. What are we doing here? And I was just like crying laughing because I felt so stupid, but all the reviews said it was really hard to install, so that made me feel better. But I consider my, I'm like fairly handy. Like I can cobble things together, but this was just.
0: My uncle and I almost got into a fist fight trying to put together a child's toy the night before Christmas. It was just, it was absurd because I'm really not handy and he's less so. And he insists that he's the most stubborn man in the world. I'm second. It was just such a bad, bad, bad formula.
1: Yeah, but we're 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 returning the filter.
0: <laughs> You're just giving it back.
1: <laughs> there I don't think it would work. We have a sprayer. So like our sink has a sprayer. So we don't have we have one faucet. Whereas this one was showing two faucets. You know, like mm. you have the hot water and the cold water All right. separate separate.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't tubes. even wouldn't have even got so that. I would have looked under the sink and be like, Nope.
1: We have one and then we have the, the the hook into the water. So we have like the sprayer one. And I was just like, I don't what is no, it just doesn't work. Right. Uh, uh so I
0: don't know. I got yeah.
1: nothing. I now we're just drinking out of our gross Brita that we still have. Like it we need it you needs still to still make go. those Brita filters? Yeah. Yeah. Do you clean yours? Yeah, but it's like, it gets moldy. (laughs) So we keep being like, we need to get rid of this. And then we continue. No water
0: at 99's house. I
1: know, I need to fill up on water here. Mm. Because from, well, it's from the wall, it's clean.
0: (laughs) Oh, totally.
1: I haven't used it since it started clicking though, so.
0: Oh, is it making noises now?
1: Yeah, and apparently our microwave is on all the time. Have you heard
0: that? (laughs) What? Yeah,
1: Ask, ask our friend who said that the microwave is warm all the time, and they think it's just on when it's
0: off. I'm going to say that's not good.
1: Yeah, um, microwaves are $30. Buy a new one.
0: Yeah, clearly. I have to. Yes. I really <laughs> don't want to, though.
1: I don't use it here. I would never use a communal microwave. Um, uh, it's disgusting, but yeah, apparently. But we're...
0: That's where I warm my testicles in the wintertime. Ew. Oh? No? That's
1: like gross.
0: Okay.
1: That's just ew.
0: By the way, Lyndon B.
1: Johnson? What
0: can only assume is Johnson from the grave, wrote in, said, just discovered you. Can't stop watching. We have two serious problems, climate change and oligarchy. I am so with you, Lyndon. Love that. And Andre K, not with an A, with an E, Andre, Andre K, with one, two, three, too small to count, several, several exclamation points is insisting on a David Pacman co-op. So either I am co-opting David Pakman, which I don't mean to do, or you would like us to collab?
1: No, I think it's the former.
0: Which would be wonderful. For the former you think they think I'm co-oping? Co-opting? Yeah. Or co-op like we're we went in on a co-op together.
1: No, first. Living
0: together, cohabitating. The former. You do?
1: White guy brown hair. Glasses. Actually David doesn't have glasses. He doesn't
0: have too. glasses. No. Does he
1: have glasses sometimes? No. Nope. I can picture him with like a wireframe glass. I don't know why.
0: I don't believe so.
1: Well, why? My what, man's God, Argentinian. Brown, yeah.
0: Do you know English is not his first language?
1: is that cool? you've told me. Okay. Only That's the only reason I know. Okay. So I didn't want to say no, because I might be on tape saying, wow, that's interesting. And then
0: someone <laughs> will pick it up and it me of flying. Uh, now, this is Ian, right?
1: Yes. I almost put it phonetically for you, but I wanted to see what would happen.
0: So mean. Ian said... This is the best episode yet. Despite the focus on the US, there are clear parallels for me with the UK and EU. I like the setup phase where the liberal philosophies have been shown to be twisted to their opposing right-wing aspects, now Mills, Smith, even Hayek. Mises called him a communist for advocating a social welfare program conveniently left out in the popular Reader's Digest edit. Good catch. And the quote from Arendt shows how prescient Orwell was with 1984. You asked for a model of the future, Max. Have you seen the work of Rockström and Raworth? I have not. Thank you for sending that to me. I really, really appreciate that. I agree on your point of the political class funding to escape corporate capture. Politics must be publicly and transparently funded. This is class war, just not how Marx envisioned it. So well said, and I will look up their work. I'm just not there yet in my journey, so thank you. Now, Dan M. responding to Ian said, I agree on class war, but made even more scientific than Marx envisioned by Edward Bernays and Jacques Ellul. So I know Bernays, but not Ellul. You're giving me lots of homework, everybody. Thank you. Decades of refining marketing and consumerism and elevating technological advancement as the highest aim, engineers, scientists, and entrepreneurs pushing the envelope have become gods beyond the reach of critical thinking. We're so busy figuring out how to advance technology that we never pause to question whether we should. There's another headline we could have included, by the way, was the uh, the engineer who's considered the, I think the Times quoted him as the godfather of AI, or that's just how, how he's known in the industry, left Google and is now breaking his silence to say that, you know, we need to stop, which is joining a, a growing chorus of scientists, engineers, um, coders and, and people that work in, in high tech that are saying that we need to we need to get a we need to get a handle on this from a regulatory perspective, and also we need to slow the development of it. But that's how it goes. This is class war, just not how Marx envisioned it. Was the end of uh, I, Ian's, uh, the end of Dan's. His technological advancement has become everything and unassailable to reason or criticism. It's so true. It's so true. I Have nothing else to add there. Both of those comments were just wonderful, so thank you for sending those in. Let's get on to coffee donations. What do we got? Ninety-nine.
1: We have Tracution is back. Why don't you read it? It's directed to you. What up, Trick? That's your friend. Well, you're my friend too, but you have a a pen pal ship.
0: We do. We do. I adore Trick, and also because I feel like we're we're watching we're watching baby Tracution grow up, which is really special and neat. Hey, Max. Sorry for not writing in a while. I'm super behind on the podcast. The amazing YouTube videos you guys have been putting out have made me realize I should get back into the podcast, which is a joy to listen to. I was surprised to see how thin you were. God bless. Thank you. For some reason, I thought you'd be a chubby guy like John Goodman, James Earl Jones, or my dad with your lovely deep voice.
1: Really running the gamut of John Goodwin, jo- who's Goodwin, John Goodwin? Goodman. <laughs> Whatever, and James Earl Jones. Yeah. No middle ground.
0: Big, big voices though, both of those guys That's a, that's good company to be in I love how the podcast is like a radio play Of, well, a radio station With the music backing And Manny and 99 jumping in When you say something silly Also an old school fan of the Nostalgia Critic I love the clips of the reference humor Prepare for an onslaught of emails With notes of each episode I love it As I listen to them in my year and a half uh, Year and a half long backlog Oh, you have so much to catch up on That's exciting That's so fun I'm listening to the Fox and the Outhouse episode from January 22, which is super trippy because fucker Carlson just got fired from Fox. Can't wait to see what you have to say about that. Thanks again for being awesome. And thank you for becoming a member, Trick. That means a lot to us. So that's, uh, we, we, we literally, we just, we cannot do this. We can't sustain it without the membership base. So thank you for that. And uh, how about reviews? We have two. Yeah. Yay for us.
1: Tristan SD said Max and his team produce, in my opinion, one of the best, most informational podcasts in the podosphere. He's extremely articulate, concise, and most of all, honest. He explains abstract concepts about our democracy and the current political climate in a way that is digestible and easily understandable. You should absolutely Absolutely. give this series a listen. I got hooked two years ago and have not stopped 10 out of 10. Wow. When I was listening to myself read last week, All I could hear was how many breaths I took because allergy season is here and I can't breathe anymore. So I was like, and... (laughs) So sorry, everyone.
0: What, on show notes? Yeah. Yeah?
1: Yeah, I was listening and I was like, ugh. Mm. So I apologize if I'm breathier, but I am dying.
0: Before you uh, read the last review, got an email from Bobby McDee who um, said that your punch-in at the end of the pod, 99... Me? Was just spectacular wow so speaking of reading you know part of this gig on the podcast in particular is voice acting it's like it's it's a thing and it's very difficult to do
1: yeah i'm not i'm not that good at it
0: you are I'm, and that's the thing you are you are actually it's not your you didn't come in to do that or you know you came in as a producer you have a whole different skill set but you've actually really developed a many faces has a great voice acting ability but you do as well i mean you just. It's authentic. It's not reedy because you can always tell when people are too reedy with their reads. But what you did and, and and just your turn at the end of that episode made it just delightful. So kudos. I'm glad Bobby uh, pointed that out.
1: My problem is like I can hear how I should say it in my head, but I, I can't always get it out. You know, like
0: like my Irish accent.
1: Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. I mean, it's kind of the same concept of like, you can hear an Irish accent in your head if you wanted to. can say it. Yeah. So I'll, you Young know, man. there'll be a line and it will be like, nah, 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 and I do it. and I'm like, nah, 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 and it's just not, it's not what I want. And it's weird to not be able to control your brain make it sound the way you want it to even though it should be easy
0: yeah i get but it
1: in theory but it's not so but thank you that's very kind
0: by the way there's a chance that the uh speaking of voice acting that the impressions that i'm going to try to pull off this weekend will be among the most annoying impressions in that we've ever done in a sketch so we'll see how it goes <laughs> great yeah starting with some pretty annoying material so anyway
1: well, lastly, Basic White Old Lady said an eye-opening podcast with entertaining delivery should be required listening in high school history and poli-sci classes. Here, here, And I have— Thank
0: you, Basic Old White Lady. I've
1: been meaning to do a shout-out for my new friend, Ben Y., who I met in Vermont when I was there last, mm-hmm. who listened to our show. And he was making dinner and broke his cutting board listening because he was so angry.
0: Oh, I wish I knew which episode.
1: Reagan, the beatification— yeah, it really? was early one,
0: yeah. And Alan Greenspan. Yeah. That was a fun so, one.
1: So I was like, Oh, I have to shout you out in the pod. So
0: There you go. What's up, Ben Why? There you go. Mm-hmm. All right, we good? We're over an hour just. So we should uh probably clip it, yeah?
1: Just your show, man.
0: Hardly. Okay. We'll let it go. Manny, it's in your hands. We love you. We miss you. Welcome back from where where the fuck was he anyway? No, you mm. know? No. Okay, so let me just say it again. The audio quality from last week's podcast.
1: I hurt Max's feelings.
0: Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I was I was, I was, was hoping for something a little maybe.
1: I didn't want to lie to you. Support. You asked me if it was good, and I said it wasn't unlistenable.
0: Not unlistenable, 99 said. Did uh, you want, which was entirely, you have, entirely accurate. Would you
1: have preferred I lied? I'll lie next time if you want me to.
0: I think I would have preferred. It's Okay.
1: That seems worse Not unlistenable I said <laughs> It's a little flatter than usual But yeah. it's good Not unlistenable
0: no, Good was not in there I think it Good was not It's fine n- no, Good was not in there Whatever Okay Bottom line is um, If you were wondering What Manny Faces does Not that we need to tell you Over and over again But that's what he does He makes this bullshit Sound great So thank you Manny Welcome back Thank you to all the unfuckers who left us a review, who became a member, who thought uh, enough of the episodes to comment and to write in. We love you for that. And we'll see you when we see you.
1: And subscribe to the newsletter, unftr.com slash
0: blog. Do it. Just do it. Thanks, 99. Mm -hmm. Catch you later.
1: Bye.